Welcome to a Saturday, September 16th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Uh, first up today, we're going to be talking about, again, Chris McKay, the director of Nightwing, talking this time a little bit about DC movies and what makes them unique in an interview with Metro. So McKay said that Warner Brothers is a more director-driven studio, period. They end more than any... The, the, the end, more than any other studio you're ever going to work at. Just look at the roster of world-class filmmakers that have worked at Warner Brothers and made it their home. Warner Brothers is a director-driven studio, and that's exactly how they're operating these movies. So this was a lot about, you know, how are their movies going to stand out, you know, with the Marvel films, with the X-Men films, uh, what's going to make them different. And he said, that's the kind of filmmaking we're going to see and have seen with Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman. That's what they have done and what they will continue to do. And that's why these movies are not trying to follow the Marvel model. They're trying to do their own thing with filmmakers that they like and produce things that are wholly original and wholly unique. Yeah. And that's always, it's great to hear that. And I'm, I think every single studio in the world always says we are a director driven studio, but it's nice to hear it from a director who thinks the same thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And he, of course, he hasn't directed a film with anybody but Warner Brothers, but they do, they still do, still do have a reputation as being a director driven film more so than, than pretty much any out there. Yeah. And, you know, I like, I like what he's talking about here. It's, it's about finding the right filmmakers, you know, fitting them with the right characters. As long as they're, they're true to the character. I love when new filmmakers come in with new ideas and make everything feel unique. You know, we, we've said this before. Um, but yeah, like when everything, when each film is part of the same thing, but at each, they all have their own different flair, own different unique feeling and everything like that. Um, while still fitting what the characters are. Definitely. And as far as the universe, he said they still want to build the universe, and that's why it takes a lot of time and a lot of people banging their heads together trying to figure out what to do, because it's hard. It's hard to get all these people and all these egos and all this stuff in one place and get it all to work out. But they're committed to that, and that's what's amazing about working with John Berg and Jeff Johns, the real partners, and so is everyone at the Warner Brothers family. Well, this interview just makes me feel happy and good <laughs> inside, so... I'm glad. <laughs> you get the same feeling you get watching the Lego Batman movie when you hear right. Chris McKay talk. <laughs> it's a exactly. warm, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, yeah, that's really cool. It's glad to see. You know, we've talked with the changes and everything that have gone on behind the scenes and with with John Burke and Jeff Johns now finally in charge. It seems like they've really got a plan now and they're just, it takes a long time to get, you know, all the right filmmakers in the right spots and everything set up working as a unit um, while still allowing for that director-driven freedom. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on to Flash News, Ezra Miller talked to Entertainment Weekly about maybe a slight spoiler about things that won't happen in Justice League, but I I think you can know this and still go into Justice League and enjoy it. Uh, basically, he said he, f- he felt like Barry on set. He said he was young and energetic with a bunch of veterans, so kind of like the Flash slash Barry is with the rest of the Justice League. So it's it's almost like they cast a good person to play this role. <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't really fit in well because he's really a lot younger and less experienced for the most part compared to the rest of the the justice league cast so that that's pretty cool it fits in with where barry is as a character he's this young guy you know him and cyborg along with everybody else being veterans who've been around for a while i think that that is a pretty cool how that works out yeah and then he went on to talk about his suit uh both kind of like just practically in the real world and then kind of in universe. Um, and he said the costume was a challenge to put on at first because they were worried it would break. 
Yeah, because that's, I don't remember how many parts they said it was made of, but it's made of individual pieces that they have to put together. Right. So it, it takes a long time to, to put together. And yeah, I could see them not wanting to break that. Yeah, uh, there's probably somebody who started, I don't know, maybe six months ago on their like super crazy cosplay version. And they'll have, they'll have some gallery of images later on Reddit and we'll see just how hard it is to make one of these suits. Oh, geez. Yeah, I bet, I bet there was probably some at... Uh... Comic Con, I didn't. I should look around and see if there's any. But that's a, that would be a really hard suit to to try to copy from a cosplay perspective. Yeah. Uh, but then he went on to say, "I can confirm. Spoiler alert: His suit does not pop out of his ring. Things have to progress, you know. Original Barry Allen was clearly an incredible, incredibly clever scientist. We acknowledge and respect that." Yeah. <laughs> he. I, He's saying it goofily, like only Ezra Miller can. Right. I wasn't expecting to see the ring. I think that would be a cool yeah. visual to, to see in the film, but I, and I hope we get it in the future. But I think with a Barry Allen who's, we don't know how long he's been a superhero, but it, it hasn't been very long. And he's on his, also that costume uh, isn't very scientifically advanced relative to what we assume he will get later. So that one would be trickier to get out of the, the ring. If he can't design a, you know, a, complete suit yet i don't think you can get a a ring that's a bit of, that's about a step too far yeah and he he goes on to say i know the ring is the coolest thing about the dc universe i, I don't know if i agree with you there ezra but uh, it was a little hard for us to sell in this version of the universe right now bear with us there's going to be other cool things obviously he's talking about the flash ring being way cooler than the green lantern ring what do you how oh, do you take oh, that okay well let's, <laughs> let's talk about things that are actually real okay <laughs> yeah like we said with a rookie rookie flash it wouldn't make sense for him to have a ring just yet but i want him to get there and i want him to create it and uh gideon in the future and all kinds of things right well i want to know what these other cool things are i was not expecting anything cool to happen in any of these films so yeah we'll see can't get much more vague than that on to entertainment weekly apparently supergirl might temporarily get a different costume this season so melissa benoist said that there is a different suit that i will be wearing at some point this season but I won't tell you when or to what capacity. It's cool, though. What do you think about that, Zach? Anything pop to mind? I don't know. There's a Here's another news story where we're going to see something cool, but we don't really know much about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually really enjoy the suit that they have for her. I think it looks really good. But if they can improve on it in some way, I'm I'm all for it. Well, I don't, I don't think this sounds like it's going to improve. It sounds like a, they're going to keep the one, the, the main suit, but she might have a temporary one that she uses for something different. Uh, oh, some right, other purpose. Yeah. You, is there anything that pops to mind there? I, I do also really like the suit. Um, it's probably my favorite of the, the DC CW universe uh, favorite costume. But any other thing you would think of? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just like first thing that pops in my head is just some other version of the suit that has like some sort of tech from Dio built into it to help her combat some sort of villain that she's going to face this season. Maybe it's something that special that she needs to fight rain or it could just oh, be yeah. one of the one-off characters that she needs something for. Oh yeah. That's a really cool point. Um, hopefully it's cool design then. I was thinking there a couple things popped to mind. I thought maybe a power girl, we could see Melissa Benoist as power girl from a different earth in an episode or two. I think that could yeah. be fun. Uh, or, you know, with rain being, a similar character to Doomsday, maybe they would adapt the Death of Superman arc and apply it to Supergirl and sort of have her recover in a black suit a la the Superman stories from the comics. Something like that yeah. I could see, but it's probably neither of those things and something completely different, more like what you <laughs> said. I was going to say, you got all of that just from them saying there might have a different 
suit at hey, some point. <laughs> gotta be big sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she said it's cool. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, we gotta take her word for it there. And also in that article uh, about Arrow, Stephen Amell said that Laurel Lance is the most famous dead person in Star City. So eventually at some point, if she's reintroduced into public life, how do we unpack that? I'm excited for that. That's the dynamic I think could be interesting. Yeah, I think they could do a lot with that. Like there could be some funny moments, but definitely a lot of dramatic moments as well. Just getting people to actually come to terms with the fact that she's back and how she came back and what the heck is going on. So, yeah, I think there's a lot they could do with that. Yeah, I agree with you there. And this is sort of the thing about comic book TV shows that is most like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how are they going to explain it away when she first pops up? Uh, oh, hey, this is her evil twin. Her, her, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think they're going to explain other universes. So I, I guess it'll try to pass her off as Laurel. I don't know. Um, really curious to see how that fits in. And then wrapping up today, we had a kind of a Twitter comment question from at Salvatore underscore chief. I think when Batman is punching that parademon, he is not in his tactical suit. Yeah. So this is about when we talked about our, our Batman and Justice League preview. And he's right. Uh, we, I went back and looked in this the Comic-Con trailer. We see what looks like, you know, his traditional Batman v Superman Batman suit. He's he's fighting a pan, hand-to-hand with a parademon there. And I I was thinking of the, the first trailer where we see him in his tactical suit. Um, but yeah, this is right here. What do you think about that? Because I think we talked about how Bat- Batman in normal suit fighting a parademon would make the parademons look kind of wimpy. Yeah. So I obviously we have no context at all. Like, and we had to slow down like a frame from a trailer to just even see this. And so, yeah, really good little, catch by him. Right. Yeah. Really good catch. Um, but like I said, we don't really have any context of what is going on. If something else has injured that parademon already, or if batman is on some roids or something i don't know um but some something to make him stronger but i I do still agree with you that like if the parademons are easy to just beat up by batman who is a relatively strong person but without any sort of enhancements whatsoever it does kind of lessen their kind of scarability to me right and and we know steppenwolf's going to be the big threat and for the most part parademons are going to be more of a distraction I could see it being a situation where, you know, Batman's able to take down one. This wouldn't be anything to to take away from the movie, but I would like them to be a a slightly bigger threat. And it might be something where Batman's able to take down one in the new normal suit. In the meantime, Flash and Wonder Woman have taken down 10 by themselves. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or or Batman takes down three or four, but it takes him a while. I could see something like that. Um, But I don't want it to be too easy for them to defeat. Otherwise, it, like we said, it lessens the threat. But that's, that's not enough to impact the movie for me one way or the other yeah all right well that's all we have for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow